We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. In Pennsylvania, there once was a tiny, bustling community with a thriving mining industry. Its residents worked, played, and lived as close-knit neighbors while being powered by coal from nearby mines. Today, however, that tiny, bustling town looks unrecognizable to how it once did. Streets are deserted, the majority of its buildings are gone, and smoke now billows down roadways covered with graffiti. The cause? An underground fire that's been burning for over 60 years and will continue for decades more. That resulted in the devastation of a once thriving community. This is the story of Centralia and the mine fire that turned it into what it is today. Howdy, our horror house hotties. It's Dom. And Amy. And welcome to this week's episode of Horror House. As always, we thank you for being here with us today. Whether it's the scum of the earth who take delight in inflicting pain on others or cults with rather disturbing methods and practices, you all take the time each week to listen to our little show and we are forever grateful. Are our topics just a little bit fucked up? Yeah, yeah, probably. But what can we say? We're a little bit fucked up. And if you're here, that means that you're a little bit fucked up too. But that's okay. That's okay. Do you know why? Because we can all be a little bit fucked up together. Amy, how are you doing today, you beautiful, beautiful human being? Yeah, I'm all right. I mean, we've said the word fuck a lot already, so I'm a bit emotionally confused. But other than that, (laughs) we we have We have got it in there quite a few times. It was a lot of fucks very early on. Um, It was... It was a lot of You facts. know, I think if we had a swear quota, you'd have used it in the intro, which makes life very difficult for me. This show does not have a swear quota. Uh, swear quota. No, thanks for it will that, never right? have a swear quota. This is us. <laughs> if, if we're not swearing, then something's a bit wrong. Um, because yeah. we're, we're just, we've got potty mouths, haven't we, Ames? What can we say? A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, I've come to terms with who I am as a person. Good. <laughs> great, thanks. I mean, you're a, you're a great person. Just because you swear doesn't mean that you're not a great person. Yeah, my parents always used to say to me, oh, only stupid people swear. Like, only people that don't know better words swear. And I was like, well, that's bullshit, isn't it? Because I'm quite intelligent, but I just like swearing. It's, it's just fun. <laughs> it gets my point across. And it's just good, isn't it? I like it. And sometimes... You like swearing puts that emphasis that you need to get that point across. Exactly. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult to not to get that point across. You need to you need to be like you need to drop an f bomb in there or, or something. And some and really some swear words are quite intelligent, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. Excuse me. There's just some that are a bit irreplaceable, like fuck being one of them, particularly in one specific yeah setting, which I'm not going to get into too much because my mum listens. But if you're in that mood. And, you know, you want someone to put in more effort, then there's not really another word to replace it. Unless, like, a hump. No, true. And a hump, no one uses hump anymore. Like, who, not being funny, no if someone uses. turned around and went, hump me harder, 
I'd fucking stop and you know it straight away. Yeah, that's an an immediate turn off, isn't it? That is a that is an immediate mood killer. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna that would be enough place fuck in that scenario. Yeah, that would be enough to make you dry extremely quickly. Oh yeah, for probably the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least a week. At least a week. I mean, that's that's impressive. That is that's quite different. So I appreciate. Um, Yeah. So. We do apologize, listeners, for uh, not being able to release uh, a bonus episode on Wednesday. We had uh, some issues. It seems like every recording there is some sort of audio issue. And unfortunately, the one the one for Wednesday's episode, I, I could not I could not sort it. So it's it's the the lost episode, the lost, the lost episode, episode, which is a shame because it was it was stunning. If I do say so it was, myself, it, it was, was actually it was almost perfection. All right. Hey, I can I say mean, what it I was want. Good. No one's ever going to hear it. <laughs> um, but no, it, it genuinely was actually a really fun episode to record, and I was, I was so so pressed that as soon as I went into Riverside and saw it did two separate tracks for me, I was just like, oh fuck's sake, it's done it again. So, but what 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 can we do? Fingers crossed. Touch wood. It'll all be good. Um, but also, some fun news. I don't know if that's the right term. Exciting news. Um, this episode is going to be the first episode that is on the Horror House YouTube channel. Yes, there is a Horror House YouTube channel. It's It's been out there for a while. It's it's Nothing's been put on there. Um, I just sort of made it on the on the chance that maybe one day we'll start putting episodes on YouTube. Um, but we are. Yeah. So this is the first YouTube episode. Um, I'm sorry for how horrendous I look. Um, but hey, it's my face, so I can't really change that. But it's very exciting. I've done nothing different. Very, very exciting. The only thing that I've done that's slightly different to usual in preparation is I put some lip gloss on. Um, and that that was about it. So... And you look absolutely great, my lovely. So... Oh, thanks. I won't by the end of it. <laughs> um, but in addition to episodes now going up on YouTube, Amy also has some fantastic, exciting news of her own. Amy, would you like to tell the lovely people about this very exciting piece of news? Yeah, I really would. It's more of a reminder because we have told you about it before. Um, but we have got our Discord server up and running. We have. Um, please feel free to join us over there. We are pretty active on it considering that we're shit at all of our other social medias we're actually pretty active on discord we're actually answering questions we're talking we're saying hello we're dipping in and out and in and out um and it great. Out. so join us feel free to chat away with us we generally talk about a load of old cod's wallet but we also mm. talk about what episodes we've got coming up um, ideas that we've got for future episodes and we want to hear your ideas as well it's a really good way of doing that so please do join us um hopefully the plan is to go live soon to do some voice chats to do some videos um and just generally be in the discord sphere and we'd love to have you join us so the link will be in the bio of this episode it's also in our instagram link it's just everywhere i mean basically i don't know how you haven't already seen it because it's all over the place. <laughs> i'm thinking about getting a billboard for it actually um Anyway, I'm rambling. Do you, Dom? <laughs> That'd be amazing. A billboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one out near the train station at, in Canterbury. 
as soon as yeah, people perfect. get off the train they're just going to be like barraged by our faces in the discord logo <laughs> yeah I, I think that's the best option really uh yes definitely join the discord server it's a it's a rather cool place to be we have some fun we send a lot of gifts it seems that a lot of our communication is in gift form um but also i just want to say if my dear old mother can can join the discord server it must be pretty damn good because that woman bless her heart i i didn't even know she knew what discord was i still don't think she knows what discord is i think she's just sort she's, of winged it but she's posted like one initial <laughs> message said hello told us off for swearing and i basically haven't heard from her since so it's either me <laughs> Or she hasn't quite worked out what Discord is. I'm not sure which one it is. It could be both. Bless her. <laughs> but, I mean, if, if you need any more convincing on, on how cool the Discord is, Mama Brown is in the place. She is in the place. So, I She's mean, come on. And, and also, Amy did say it on yesterday's episode, that even Amy fangirled when she saw Mum slide in. Um, like, I, I remember Matthew messaged me and you were like, is that your mum? And I was like... I uh maybe and then i had a look and oh, i was just like, really surprised okay, yeah that is <laughs> yeah like your mum loves stuff on instagram and i love that like that's great for us but i was not expecting her to pop up in the discord so when she did i was like holy shit if that what are you doing here but it, not that she's not welcome <laughs> i love it great oh dear so amy do you know anything about the town called centralia literally nothing i now know its name because you just told me that's it oh well I'm, yeah. I'm very excited wonderful so without further ado let's dive into the story of the rise and fall of centralia pennsylvania coal seam fires are nothing unusual but the underground fire in centralia which is still burning today is the worst in the united states and among the most catastrophic in history from its rough and tumble residence to its seedier side, mining defined life in Centralia, members of the Molly Maguires, a, a clandestine organization with Irish origins, lived in the town in the 1860s. That's the most Irish name for a clandestine organization that I, I've ever heard. The Molly Maguires. <laughs> I love that. I'm not even Irish. <laughs> right? I, I, where, where do I... Where can I get my time machine to go back to the 1860s and become a Molly Maguire? I, I, I'm on in. Let's Sign do me it. Up. The Molly Maguires are believed to have been responsible for a spate of violent crimes in Centralia during this time. Um, the crime wave would eventually come to an end following a ruthless attempt uh, attempt to control the Mollies and the execution of some of the gang's alleged leaders in 1877. And while their crime wave would come to an end, Centralia's reliance on mining very much did not. Uh, more than 2,700 individuals lived in Centralia in the uh, 1890s, the majority of them miners or members of their families. And while the Great Depression and stock market crash dealt Centralia's coal industry a serious blow, uh, Centralia was able to withstand it. My Siri has just decided to come on. What are you doing, Siri? What are you doing? Go away. Nobody, nobody asked for you. The third host of uh, Horror House, Siri. Me neither, Siri. Fucking hell. Now it's, it's the deepest thing you've ever said, love. Now it's mouthing off. I've not got any answers either. <laughs> I don't even know what the question Sorry. is. I'm not sure about it. Me neither. 
Fucking hell, Siri. You see right into my soul, don't you, you smart little bitch? I don't know why that's... I don't know why that won't turn off. Go away. Okay. It's that you don't know. <laughs> it's not. It's not Kenny, Dom. Don't matter that you don't know. Why is it... Interesting is question. she still listening? Yeah. The, what the, is happening? The icon won't go away. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening to this episode? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to need to figure out to get Siri to on that shit. Cause... I couldn't find that button your Apple music. Great. No one radio station. Dom, please, okay. what have I told you? If, if you're going to invite a guest on the show, please right. at least tell Very. me prior to recording. What the fucking hell is going on? <laughs> it literally turned on Apple Music. What is happening? I don't even know where I fucking got to before that happened. Oh. Neither do I. I was too distracted by Siri and her fucking mind-bending questions. She's made me question everything I'm doing with my life now. Siri. Oh, dear me. She just wanted to be part of the episode. Bless. God say. She's such an attention-seeking little bitch i'm the only one of those allowed around here okay right let's start this bullet point again um because a certain attention now that we're on camera maybe i can get sponsored by red bull oh maybe um that's the dream red bull and durex that is that is who we're chasing we're still chasing that durex basically all i need in life (laughs) those those two things cover all my bases Um, let's, let's try this again. She's probably going to pull ourselves together. If you say something that sounds remotely like that name, she pipes up. Um, so she'll probably come up again at some point. Bless her. So more than 2,700 individuals lived in Centralia in 1890, the majority of them miners or members of their families. And while the great depression and stock market crash dealt Centralia's coal industry, a serious blow. Centralia was able to withstand it. However, what it wouldn't be able to withstand would be the catastrophe that would come its way. And though it's unclear how this would get started, it appears to have started with the Centralia landfill. So the town of Centralia, Pennsylvania met in, uh, or the town council met in 1962 to talk about the new landfill. In an effort to combat the town's issue with unlawful dumping, Centralia would construct a 50-foot deep pit earlier in the year that covered a space about the size of a football field. Uh, the council would seek a solution to the problem of rats and offensive odours, uh, which was home to in Centralia, which was home to numerous unre- unregulated landfills. Uh, council members would bring up a apparently simple option at the meeting, which was essentially burning the landfill which as we will find out later on in the episode turns out in retrospect to not be a very good idea because it that's it such a me solution to the well. problem that's a hundred percent what i would say <laughs> like we've got this massive thing we don't really know how to deal with it all right burn it i guess Get that go i mean think about the consequences later I... we'll deal with the fallout <laughs> but right now fucking burn it because that makes sense you hear about the fallout and you're just like, well, if it isn't the consequences of my action. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> when the fallout comes, <laughs> fucking burn that too. Just keep putting fire onto it. And eventually Just keep it will... adding fire to the underground fire. Yeah. <laughs> eventually it will just fix itself. 
it's it's like you know what they say you can't fight fire with fire well i disagree (laughs) i think you can fight fire with fire (laughs) and you should in fact that's that's really the answer to all of our problems including siri fight fire don't oh she's gonna pop up again oh bloody hell i'm living fear now there's this i'm gonna have my eyes fixed on the corner of my laptop (laughs) i quite like it it. i think maybe one time (laughs) siri should guest host an episode with me me and her can just rock out she's got all the info oh okay i'll just be absent from that episode that week that's fine well i mean you can be there if you want but if you think if you're saying that you know more than Siri, which I doubt, then you can come. I never said that I knew more than Siri. <laughs> no one does. No one does. Um, I mean, Siri does know a lot, and she knows some fucked up, fucked up shit as well. You can ask Siri some very interesting questions, and she will give you the answers. She will give you the answers. You turn her safe search um, off, and she's a downright dirty slut. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is a dirty, dirty dog. But we have. We we have learned a new a, a new life lesson from Amy. Fight yeah. fire with fire. Amy's mantra, fight fire with fire. Yeah, just keep going until it gets out of control and then you just die anyway. And then problem solved. When it does get out of control, what you do is you turn around and you're like, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. It's not there. It's not happening. It's good. It's, it's, it's good, guys. It's good. Yeah, I, I think that's a great philosophy really it actually is a philosopher his name's can <laughs> i learned about him when i was studying for, for my degree not just randomly studying and he <laughs> theorized that when you're not consciously aware of something it ceases to exist so like if you had a chair and then you just left the room and you know, didn't think about the chair anymore didn't perceive the chair anymore then the chair no longer exists so fight fire with fire until you deny the fire's existence and then it won't be there anymore. Oh, okay. Interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm... don't actually do that. It's a terrible way to handle your problems. But if you're desperate, <laughs> you know, go for it. <laughs> but do, do it for, like, little things in life. Just be like, you know. Like bills. Ignore bills. <laughs> Just be like, I don't have to pay Fuck rent. That. What? What are you talking about? I don't nah, pay rent. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And unless the bin is for Red Bull or Jurex, wink, wink, sponsor, sponsor, um, then don't worry about it. Uh, but so this uh, plan to burn the landfill initially did look to work in order to control the fire, which they started on the evening of May the 27th, 1962. The fire brigade surrounded the pit with an inflammable material. Um, and they would quench the leftover embers with water once the landfill's contents were reduced to ash. However, residents would... Yeah, yeah. Like, so far, so good. Spoiler alert, that isn't necessarily the case. Not good. A little bit later on, but... Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Um, so... It went wrong. What's <laughs> It went a bit peaked on. So residents would once more notice flames two days uh, after this, and then... Once more, uh, a week later on June the fourth, um, firefighters in Centralia were just a little bit, little perplexed as to what the origin of the persistent fire uh, was. Bulldozers and rakes were um, employed to rake up the charred remains of the burning trash and find the hidden flames, and they would finally identify the roots of the problem. 
the Centralia landfill fire had only gone and smart and sparked a much larger mine fire beneath the entire town. Whoopsie daisies. Shit. Wait, so hang on, hang, wait, 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 wait. So they started a massive fire in the landfill, which was obviously dug Mm -hmm. into the ground, which was dug so far Mm -hmm. into the ground that it wasn't that far between the bottom of the landfill and the top of the mine. So when they set fire to it, it set fire Mm -hmm. to the mines underneath, which then were underneath the whole town. So basically everyone has been living on top of a fire. Is that what we're saying? Pretty, I suppose, yeah, that pretty much, yeah. Shit, and that's not great, is it? <laughs> no, um, and obviously, living a living, I suppose, living above a mine is is not problematic until that mine uh, catches on fire. fire, and and then that's, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yes, suddenly it's an issue. Oh dear. Um, yeah, not not great, not great, not not good, not good. Um, you know, I haven't really got much else. You're to sort say. of like. Um, but yeah, bit bit shit. <laughs> Imagine being like, okay, we we've got we've found the problem. the The dump fire's gone a little bit out of control, but it's fine. It's it's no issue. We can sort it. And then someone's like, so do you? Uh, um, the mines that do do you want? Do you want the good news? Do you want the bad news? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's only bad news because the mine is kind of on fire. Oh shit! Is it a coal mine as well? It's a coal mine, yeah. Oh, so it's it's literally designed to be on fire. Oh, brilliant! Whose fucking smart idea was this? <laughs> All right, everything I said earlier about fighting fire with fire, don't do that if you're on top of a coal mine because that's dumb. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Although yeah. you could have a fucking I'm, I'm not barbecue. Sh- well, I'd get some sausages out and you're you know, be... done. You could. Um, you know, and they, those burgers would be done quick, like that. They would be like literally, bam, bam, done. It's literally bringing done. a whole new meaning to unlimited barbecue. <laughs> it is. Um, so, uh, very soon, a coal seam beneath Centralia uh, caught fire. Uh, local mines were forced to close due to unsafe carbon monoxide levels after it spread to mine tunnels beneath the town streets. Um, yeah, there no were shit. several unsuccessful attempts to excavate and extinguish the fire. It's kind of ironic that the legacy of the mining that for so many years characterized Centralia is the cause of what would bring down the town. Um, this is due to the fact that there are so many mine tunnels that have been abandoned that any number of these mine tunnels could have contributed to the fire. They all could have. A couple of A couple of them could have. Nobody knows, um, but yeah, it was it was a bit of a mess. It was a bit of a mess. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, the I, I don't know enough about fire... the science of how that would work, so I'm just coming along. Yeah, I, 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 I don't either, to be perfectly honest. Um, maybe I should have looked into the science, but I, I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. Do you know who would have very, looked into the science well. on Siri? She would have been all over it. Um, so the initial firefighting um, effort required digging beneath uh, the town authorities in Pennsylvania had intended to remove the trenches in order to expose the flames and put out the fires however the designers of the idea significantly overestimated the amount of earth that would need to be removed and 
would uh, problematically run out of money eventually. Not a good start. Uh, the second strategy entailed putting out the fire with a solution of water and crushed rock. However, the stone grinding equipment and the water lines both became frozen due to the unusually low temperatures at the time. Uh, the business was also concerned that the warren of mines could not be fully filled with the, the amount of mixture they had. So what they chose to do was to fill them halfway, which gave the plane, which would give the flames a lot of room to move. Uh, their initiative eventually ran out of funds uh, after going nearly $20,000 over budget. Um, and unfortunately for Centralia, by that point, the fire had grown by 700 feet. That's some big boy fire. Well, big boy fire. fire. I'm starting to see some flaws in my fight fire with fire plan. Maybe that's not the best idea. Yeah, maybe in this case, it's probably yeah. not. Maybe metaphorically, oh, it's fine, but actual, you know, real physical fire, not so much. Maybe not when it's grown by 700 feet. I think I think at that point, you might, <laughs> might, might need to think of an alternative strategy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, um, watery sludge. And make sure you have enough money and don't go over budget. Yeah, you wouldn't think it would cost that much, really, would you? Like, just get just basically water and dirt. Those things are essentially free. Well, water isn't, but, you know, dirt is everywhere. So you would think that that would be quite simple to have enough of it to put out a fire, but apparently not. No, apparently not. So um, residents of Centralia... Um, despite this, would go about their everyday lives while living above the scorching, smoky ground. By the 1980s, there were still about 1,000 people living in the town, and the locals relished the opportunity to produce tomatoes in the dead of winter and not having to clear their pavements of snow. Underground fire be damned, we ain't moving, said Centralians. <laughs> that is so specific. Like, fuck the danger. Don't worry about what it's doing to our lungs or our general health. We can grow really fucking good tomatoes, so you know what we're saying. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, but... yes, I've got lung disease, but that Passata is just fantastic. <laughs> Frank's like, I mean, I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to shovel the driveway. This is amazing. Oh, I'm, I'm cool. staying. You know what? I've got my tomatoes. I've got oh, my, my snow-free driveway. I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, those two things alone make me want to live in a place. As soon as I view a house, I'm, I look <laughs> at the drive and think, is that going to clear itself? And if the answer is yes, then I have to say to myself, hey, what's the dirt like here? Can I grow tomatoes? And if the answer to both of those questions is yes, whether it's a mansion or a tent, I'm living there because it's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have plumbing but I've got my tomatoes and a snow-free driveway. It's all good. Exactly. What more <laughs> can a human being want? Oh, dear. Um, so despite this, as time went on, the ground beneath Centralia would only become hotter and alarmingly unstable. And the residents of Centralia would start to shrink and the town would turn into the near ghost town that it has become today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard that completely wrong. When you said... The residents of Centralia started to shrink. I thought you meant like them physically. No. Presumably because their feet were cooking. 
Um, you know how steaks shrink <laughs> when they cook? I figured it was like that. They were just, you know, naturally getting smaller and smaller until they were all cooked up. But what you actually meant was the population was getting less, not the, the, the people yeah. were shrinking. So, yeah, sorry. My, my brain went somewhere different to where it was supposed to. I apologize for that. That's why I was laughing. Not, not because, you know, their homes are being destroyed. That's not funny at all. I just had visions of all of like these tiny little people wandering around because they were gradually getting more and more. You know, um, when we did our bonus episode about uh, the dancing plague and we we're talking about that woman who like... Oh, yeah. Just, uh, and they were the getting shorter because they just kept dancing. And then she like got... Yeah. <laughs> just wearing their feet away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a similar sort of thing, but this is like actually just cooking <laughs> off layers until they just get shorter and shorter and they start shrinking. And then one day they just Oh, disappear. dear. That's funny. I mean, it's not... I mean, it is funny. This, this, I'd... I when didn't you even said it, click that that was how you took it. <laughs> when you were like the residents started shrinking, my brain immediately went, "What the fuck? Why? Why are they getting smaller?" <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> but no, that the population shrinking oh, makes a lot wow. more sense. That that's what I that's should have funny. thought first. Uh, just to clear up any confusion, listeners, the residents moved away. <laughs> they yeah. they didn't get smaller. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they might have got smaller, but that's not. Yeah, I mean they no, might have. They just moved away. Maybe it was a a consequence of the mine fire. Is they sh- they lost height? <laughs> they shrank in some way. It's probably a consequence <laughs> of just eating tomatoes for however long. You eventually are going to get quite maybe. full. But maybe that's true. No, it maybe makes a, a lot more sense that diet. they moved away. <clears throat> um, I'm sorry, Dom. I'm, I've I just I didn't understand what you were saying, and this is why communication is key. I thought it was hilarious, to be honest. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, dear. That was funny. I love that how was, at the start of this episode, we um, were talking about how swearing makes you seem unintelligent. And I, I started off the episode all, I'm actually quite intelligent. And now we're like halfway through and I'm like, what? The, we're getting smaller. Over time, it's just, Centralia just becomes like a town of borrowers. <laughs> just like tiny, tiny people. Well, they're basically <laughs> living above Mordor, so <laughs> it makes sense. Um, so before oh, we get into Mordor, all right, um, Lord of the Rings fans, before you fucking crucify me, I mean, I I'm not like clued up on Lord of the Rings lore, so it's oh, it's fine. Neither am I. Um, Hobbits live in Mordor. What? for what? A muggle? <laughs> Awful. I've just pressed over the fandom. Sorry. Oh whoa 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 whoa! Don't cross the streams. Whoa, oh, careful, there's another one. Careful, careful. <laughs> We're gonna have. Ghostbusters fandom on our asses, Lord of the Rings fandom on our asses, Harry Potter fandom on our asses. My God, they're all going to uh, be coming for us. Apparently, my aim for this episode is just to make everyone hate me. <laughs> so, if I can achieve it before the break, then I'd say I'm doing good. Well, speaking of the break, um, I think now is a good time to have a little, have a little breathe, have a little, yeah. have a little break, and you guys can listen to some other very, very, very very amazing shows while they talk about their show. Amy, what do you think? I think that's a great idea. Lovely. So we shall see you back here in not but a moment. Ooh, I've been dying to try this place. Oh my god, me too. I've heard such good things about it. Welcome to the Crime Diner. I'm Cindy. I'll be cooking for you this evening. Here are your menus. Oh, what are you thinking about getting? 
I don't know, murder with a side of cannibalism? What about you? Ooh, that sounds good. I'm torn between historical mayhem and the social injustice, maybe? Ooh. I just want to let you know that each episode comes with dinner, dessert, and a specialty drink chosen by yours truly. Wine Dine and Storytime has had a makeover, and we invite you to slide into the booth with us at the Crime Diner, where each week we will discuss a crime over dinner, drinks, and dessert. See you there! Hey, friends of Horror House, I'm Britt. And I'm Alexa. And we're the hosts of They Don't Stay Dead. We're a paranormal podcast from Australia, and we've made it our mission to share with you all the real-life ghost stories and haunted locations from our home as well as some encounters with supernatural beings and reports of unknown mysteries. From haunted asylums and ghost ships to big cat cryptids and alien encounters, there's something for everyone. We release new episodes every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our Instagram at theydontstaydead for weekly updates. We get a little bit spooky and a lot silly. So join us for some laughs and a tale of the unknown. Stay spooky, paranormies. Back to you, Dom and Amy. Welcome back to part two of this week's episode, uh, Our Friends. A little bit of a different episode this time. Um, It's not very often I do uh, an episode about a place. Uh, Obviously not too long ago, me, Stephen and Leo uh, from Spores of Horror talked about the Winchester Mystery House. Um, but I think this is the first time that we've done a like a town or like a, a city or something like that. I don't think we've done have we done one before? I don't think we have. This is the first, isn't it? I don't think so. We definitely haven't together. I don't know if there was anything you did solo before that. But no, I don't think not just the place no. itself. We we tend to talk about a place as in this person terrorized this place as opposed to yeah. this yeah. place is fiery pit of death that's been burning for god knows how many years (laughs) that that doesn't come up very often strangely no um so yes i hope that you guys are enjoying uh, a little bit of a different episode this week um thought we would change it up a little bit because we love talking about true crime that's sort of the bread and butter i suppose of the of the podcast but it's nice to to you know talk about something a little different every so often you know get some variety in there um, it's the spice of life, Amy, as they say. They do say that. Yeah, I've heard that saying. So, are you ready, Amy, to get into part two, where we talk about what exactly happened with Centralia? Yes, I am. I would like to know what happened. What happened? So, recap: Centralia is hot right now. Hot. So and hot as right you now. See, that's that's bad news. <laughs> so hot right now yes it's bad news for the town unfortunately um it's it's, oh. it's not good <laughs> it's not hot so not hot so hot uh so the city's foundation would heat up over time with some areas seeing temperatures of above 900 degrees fahrenheit not sure what that is in celsius um but hot <laughs> yeah like isn't it like a hundred and something it's probably more than that i can't math but it's fucking hot it's yeah it's it's hot um to be honest i don't know why i put it down as fahrenheit like only america uses fahrenheit because i don't know why 
strange country. I probably should have put it down to Celsius, but 900 degrees Fahrenheit. So just insult like, the majority of our listener base. <laughs> we, they know right. that we love them, but we, we do like, love, we you, love you, America. Use we some do. weird but systems. Let's be, use some weird systems. And I'm pretty sure America is just a simulation. I'm pretty sure like it is, it's just a massive simulation. America is not real. Please, please stop. <laughs> We're going to have like zero listeners by the end of this episode if you're allowed to continue. <laughs> So just just shh, fine. We'll get just on with the case. We'll just have all the we'll just have all the Canadians come. That's fine. <laughs> we do Canadians. To be fair, those guys are very. We do love Canadians. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's it's pretty hot. Nine hundred degrees Fahrenheit is still very hot in Celsius. Not toasty. sure exactly how hot, but is it? It is. It is toasty indeed. Get a marshmallow on there, and it, it will be done in no time. Sinkholes and basements uh, with gas filled uh, with gas filled smoke. Um, health issues started to surface among the populace, and houses would start to tilt. Quote: Shocker. Even the dead cannot rest in peace. Uh, wrote Greg Walter for People in nineteen People magazine in nineteen eighty one. Second quote from uh, Greg Walter: Graves in the town's two cemeteries are believed to have dropped into the abyss of the fire that rages below them. That's problematic. I mean, it's it's bad, and it's not nice for the families of the people that have died who are still living. But also, that is metal as fuck. Like it, this place has got to be on the cover of a metal album somewhere. It must be. That is. That is and if it isn't, it. It, it just it that is a death metal album cover. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Definitely. So, uh, the turning point. Um, you know, already it's not been great leading up to this, but the the I suppose the the real um, point where people were like, "Yeah, we we should probably look at getting out of of Centralia." Happened on Valentine's Day in 1981 when Todd Domboski, then 12 years old, had a sinkhole appear beneath him. The sinkhole was 150 feet deep, and the ground was scorching hot. Only by managing to grip onto an exposed tree root before his cousin arrived to rescue him did Todd manage to survive. Um, so he was very close to falling into that 150-foot deep yeah. sinkhole. Um, That's a bit much, with isn't it? disastrous results. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fair play, Todd. I'd probably want out as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think I'd be like, right, let's get those moving trucks because I think it's time to go. Yeah, although be careful because there's a shit ton of sinkholes and, you know, getting a truck pass on might be They're, difficult. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, it's it's just not something you want to add to your list of woes for the day. Like, I wake up in the morning and I think, oh, bloody hell, I'm a bit skinny till payday. Oh, I've got no bread. Oh, no, um, the train's running late. What I don't want to add to that list is, oh, fucking hell, I might fall down a sinkhole. Do you know, it's just not something that you have yeah. to, you want to have to worry about. No day to day no not at all um i i like to moan about you know the very first world problems that we all that we all face but i would i would take running out of sugar over falling into a sinkhole <laughs> into a fiery pit <laughs> yeah i, I, I would I take so. the lack of sugar i think there are some <laughs> days where like you know if starbucks is closed for example i i might take fallen into a sinkhole because that is you know they're <laughs> equal for me they're, they're pretty much no know, that's the true same. 
That is um, true. Either way, I'm going to die. That is true, you know. So, you know, in that situation, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but generally, I, I don't want to fall in a sinkhole. Also, the word yeah. sinkhole started to sound weird. So, yeah, no, I don't want to, you know, be involved We've said those. sinkhole a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's become like the second half fuck. So in the first half, we said fuck too much, and that started to sound weird. Now we've said sinkhole yeah. too much, and that started to sound weird. And now I'm thinking about naming my next album Sinkhole Fucks and putting a picture of the town on the front of it. <laughs> oh, dear. Look, what, that'll go gold as well. You laugh, but you'd fucking you buy that fuck, album. Buy the show. I mean, I, I would... That's a I'd, killer album. You know, I, I would happily come sing an extremely bad song on it because I can't sing, but I'd want to be part of that album. Yeah, I'll I'll give you a feature. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Day made. I don't know what you. Can um, do, but yeah, we'll, we'll give it though. As long as as long as my name is on some like even if it's on the very small print on the back of the album cover, I, I can I can I'm happy with that. I can deal with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make it. <laughs> um, so a child had nearly perished, and Pennsylvania had wasted more than seven million dollars trying to put the fire out by 1983. So for for poor poor old Centralia, the, the death warrant has very much been signed um, at this point. And that's because Congress chose to pay the inhabitants to leave by buying them out rather than putting out the fire. Then in 1992, Pennsylvania took action to permanently expel the holdouts. The entire city of Centralia would then be condemned and its zip code was entirely removed. However, not everyone wished to go. Uh, legal disputes and interpersonal conflicts between neighbours became the norm during the course of the following 10 years. Even a weekly list of those departing was published in the neighbourhood newspaper. I don't know how to feel about that. It's a bit weird, That it? seems a bit like, like yeah. How much, it, I would be curious, how much did it cost them to pay everyone to move out as opposed to how much more it would have cost just to put the fire out? I, I'm I'm saying just to put the fire out like it's yeah. a super easy task and you know it's, yeah just chuck all around it it'll be fine. <laughs> Obviously that's not going to be the case, but it's an interesting approach. Like we we don't want to deal with this problem, so if we could just get these people away from it, then it it's literally what we were yeah. talking about earlier. It's like if we just turn our backs on it, it won't exist anymore, and it'll be fine. We'll just ignore the problem and then let it run its course. Um, yeah, and then. You know, we'll we'll deal with deal with it when when that day comes. Um, it's a very interesting way of of going about it. Um, and like you said, you know, how much did it cost people to buy? How much did it cost, you know, Pennsylvania to buy people out in comparison to how much it might have cost for them to put out the fire? But I suppose if they're like, we've spent seven million dollars on this, and it's still not out. Like, is there any point in trying now? We're just going to buy people out of their homes at this point. Yeah. I I mean, I wonder why 7 million was the cut off. Like, they got to... Because there was obviously a <laughs> point know. where they were like, okay, it's now cost us 6 million, but someone was like, well, you know, we've not really given it a try and we've thrown 7 out. Like, who decided <laughs> that, oh, okay, no, 7, 8 is too much. Not, we're not, we'll go to 7, but not a penny more because that's just pushing it. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't yeah. know. There's obviously someone sitting in a room somewhere. Maybe not someone. It's probably a group of people. 
But there's a group of people sitting in a room somewhere that have has decided that this is the amount of money we are willing to spend to put this out. And if it doesn't work, we'll spend more money to essentially just, I don't even know what the best word to describe it is, but diffuse the problem. Yeah. You know, like it's, it is a very, it is a very fair question, you know, where where was who decided that seven million was the cutoff why wasn't six million the cutoff why wasn't five why why didn't they go you know to eight million you know um that it is bothering me that that's a seven million because i'm one of those people that has to have the like the tv volume on an even number so yeah five or ten eight million or six is is really really bothering five million okay that's not an issue ten million also not an issue seven no you're halfway between. You've got you've got to keep pushing yeah. on for the ten. Now. It's Sorry, a, should have thought yeah. about that two million ago. It's a random. <laughs> Where's the other three million dollars? Huh? Huh? Unless it costs three million dollars to buy everyone out, in which case ten million job done. I don't know. I, I, yeah. This is why I'm not in budgeting. Really? This is why I don't work in finance because I'm not free. If you've put me <laughs> in that room and said, "Amy, how much money do you want to spend on putting this fire out?" I would have said something along the lines of, "I don't know, sixty quid." How much? I don't know. How much does it cost? It's uh, it's dirt, isn't it? Just it's free. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Amy, we need we need the budget for this to to put out this fire. What should we do? I I'll tell you what you do. You go to Wilco, you get a tenner, you buy a bucket, <laughs> and then you fill it. And <laughs> they they sell fire extinguishers in Poundland, mate. You can buy six hundred for that. <laughs> I'm not very good at maths, oh, and I don't dear. really care if the underneath <laughs> is on fire. So I'm probably not the best person. We'd you know, giving it some thought, I'm probably not the best person to put on the case. But I feel like I could have done it for less than seven million. <laughs> um, in 1993, when only 63 people remained in the town, Pennsylvania would finally use um, eminent domain, uh, which means in homes that the Centralian residents had owned for years, they officially became squatters. Um, however, the town would continue to exist despite that. Yeah, like it is kind of sad when you know, they, you know they've they've been in those homes. I can imagine for for years, and they've you know had families, and you know they've grown up, you know, in that place, and now they've they've become squatters in their own home. It's it's a yeah, but at the same time, sad. you've kind of got a question their mental state if they're choosing to stay. At any given moment, a hole in the ground which spews hellfire could open up in your back garden and you're like, no, actually, I'm all right. I'll take the risk. Yeah. You, you know, maybe not all there. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of sad and not sad at the same time. I mean, we, we know why they stayed, Ames. It's those tomatoes and that snow-free drive. That's those what it was. Tomatoes, tomatoes and the snow-free drive. Yeah. Those, <laughs> they were like, I can't leave it. They taste like Pomodoros. They're just... <laughs> Too good to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, they're all gradually um, getting smaller, <laughs> so makes sense. So the town would, con- I said, the town would continue to exist um, despite the situation. It still had a mayor and a council, and it still made its payments. Um, and the remaining residents would fight valiantly to remain lawfully over the following two decades. Um, Lamar. Mervyn, a former mayor, remembered making the decision to remain with his uh, wife despite being offered a bailout. Quote, I remember when the state came and said they wanted our home um, or wanted our house, he recalled. Uh, She took one look at the man and said, they're not getting it. 
Um, this is the only home I've ever owned and I want to keep it. Uh, at the age of 93, he passed away in 2010 while still continuing to stay in his childhood Centralia home. Um, on a three-block stretch of row homes, it was his home, which was the last building still standing. That's kind of badass, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, it is a little bit. I mean, you're not going to have too many issues with, like, crime or burglary or anything, are you? Because no one's going to want to go down that street. And 93 no. as well. <laughs> it's not like yeah. you can say, oh, you know, it's affecting his health or anything. Because, you know, yeah. most people that aren't living in hellfire <laughs> don't live to 93. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Maybe he was onto something. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's it, you know, and, I, you know, I suppose, you know, they were like, you know, he was like, I've, I've, I've been here since I'm a child, since I was a child. I'm not going anywhere, um, which fair enough. You know, if that's your home, that's your home. So uh, today, um, guess how many people live in Centralia, Amy? Not very good at maths, Tom. We've already you know, establish the fact that I think 60 quid and 7 million are pretty much the same. Um, but I'm going to go with 27. No. Less or more? Less. Considerably okay. less. Oh, three. Oh, you're very, very close. Oh, four. Four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shit me dead. Four. That's... Yeah. I mean, that's not really a town, Only is it? Only four people it's just, uh, remains in... Uh, Centralia as of today. As one of Pennsylvania's 38 recognized active mining fires, Centralia is still burning. Um, if not put out, the fire will continue to burn for, it's been said, for another 250 years, according to the State Department's, uh, according to the State's Department of Environmental Protection. Um, however, the town's history and infrastructure have offered a unique source of inspiration for artistic endeavors. The deserted Pennsylvania village is the actual Silent Hill that served as the basis for the 2006 horror movie. Obviously, despite the fact that there isn't an actual Silent Hill, the movie's plot made use of the location and what happened to Centralia. A little fun fact for everybody. Shark. Amy is shook. That is so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. I suddenly now really want right. to go. But we should go. We have to go. Obviously, we need to go. I, I would be well up for going. That, that's that's cool Absolutely. as shit. Fucking hell. Right? Yeah. It is. It's so cool. It's and like I. This is the most engaged I've been this whole episode. <laughs> okay. I'm such a nerd. How that? Don't know what that says about <laughs> the rest of this no. episode, but okay. I mean, obviously nothing. It's not. A, it's not a comment on your commentary. It's just that, like. I know. <laughs> that, that's just really cool i think when you it gives you an idea of what it it must be like if if it's inspired that sort of game and that sort of you know movie and stuff then it gives you that idea and it's good to have that picture i think that's why i'm so like i'm a visual learner yeah. and that's um, yeah. yeah that brings it home yeah absolutely um and now i have to watch silent hill again to see like the similarities of the town silent hill and um the the town of centralia but yeah a little interesting fun fact for everybody i'm uh, glad that i could have tidbit. got that in this episode a little little factoid little tidbit so for many years 
uh, Route 61, which goes into the town centre, was also given new vitality. Uh, the three-quarter mile section was altered by artists to become a neighbourhood roadside attraction known as the Graffiti Highway. Um, people from all over the nation travelled there to leave their mark despite the pavement smoking and cracking. Um, however, Amy, if you're like, Graffiti Highway, that looks cool. And the photos do look pretty fucking kick-ass. If you're like, when we go to Centralia, we need to have a look at the Graffiti Highway, you might need to hold that thought because by the time a private mining firm bought the property and filled the road um, with dirt in 2010, uh, so the surface had pretty much been covered in graffiti, obviously. Um, and then in 2020, a private mining firm would fill the road with dirt. Um, so the graffiti highway is no more the graffiti highway. Right. It's just filled with, with dirt, which is a shame. Because it did look really, really cool. Like, so I was like, that looks fucking cool. Just but like my hopes and dreams. Our hopes and dreams to see the graffiti highway have now been dashed with the dirt that they used to cover it. Oh, Sad that's a shame. That's a shame. I like it when stuff like that happens, when like something bad happens and people turn it into like a source of inspiration or or, or beauty. It's, it's always nice to hear that, but then yeah. it just gets covered in dirt, just like everything fucking does. So, you know, what's the point in anything? I've been really negative it... this episode. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it is a shame that they covered with covered it with dirt and it looks like awful. I would I would Google it on my phone, but that's being used as my camera, so I can't. Um yeah, but Siri it, just won't mind her own fucking business, so No. But it, it's um it is a shame because it, it did look really cool, but obviously if you put graffiti highway in Google Images you'll see photos of it as the graffiti highway and then photos of it as it's been covered over um so modern day centralia is known um as much for the underground mine fire um and the graffiti that covered uh once covered its abandoned highway as for the mining that once sustained the town people travel from far and wide to catch a sight of one of the plumes of foul smoke rising from beneath the ground in the once thriving borough the majority of the vacant buildings and abandoned homes have long uh, since been demolished, turning the once bustling main street into an empty section of roadway. Long, wide portions of the town have been taken over by nature, leaving lovely meadows in contrast to overgrown asphalt roads, uh, roads and walkways, framed occasionally by a smouldering hillside. Um, and Centralia, obviously, is pretty much unrecognizable at this point there is very very few traces um that would signify it was once a very bustling town at its peak centralia was a prosperous bustling small community the town had 2761 residents um according to data from federal census records uh the town had 14 general and food stores seven churches five hotels 27 saloons two theaters a bank and a post office. So, they had a little bit, a little bit going for it. Little old Centralia, yeah. yeah. Now, however, it is a mostly abandoned ghost town. It's soul ripped out and its main inlet in and out closed and detoured. After a time capsule, uh, buried in 1966, was attempted to be dug up and stolen in May 2014, the town's current and former residents uh, decided to open the time capsule um, a couple of years earlier than originally planned 
a miner's helmet, a miner's lamp, coal, a Bible, local mementos, and a pair of bloomers signed by the men of Centralia in 1966 were among the items discovered in the footlocker container, uh, size container that had been submerged in nearly 12 inches of water. I want to see a photo of those bloomers. <laughs> I need to see a photo I of those bloomers. I bet you do, you filthy bastard. <laughs> that, that's what so a random weird. thing, though. <laughs> like, that's the equivalent of, you know, my local town putting a time capsule in the ground and me going, oh, did you want my song just to pop in there? You know, it's, it's a really key <laughs> historical moment, this fucking G-string. Like, what? Why? <laughs> Why did I find it? Weird. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought I just—it's just so, it's just so random, especially like because obviously, like there's, you know, mainly a you know mining related stuff. There's a miner's helmet, a miner's lamp, a bit of coal, you know, local mementos, and then just randomly a pair of bloomers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure what message it sends. It's like, oh yeah, Centralia was known in the 1860s for its um mining and its sluts. Just two really important industries. I don't, I don't, I don't oh, get it. Dear. It's very confusing. <laughs> uh, obviously, these were relics from a time when the future of Centralia was far brighter to its, um, in contrast to the far bleaker future of the town today. Uh, there are no further plans to try and put out the fire that still burns underground. And most maps no longer even show the dot where the town once stood. Uh, once a vibrant community with an optimistic future, the town of Centralia, Pennsylvania, has since been relegated to the books of history and the memories of the people that once called it home and the very, very few that still do. And that was a little story about Centralia, Pennsylvania. Thoughts, feelings, Ames? How did you find that? I want to go... I want to live there. Actually, it, no, I, don't I would love there. to go. <laughs> that, that's a bit much. I Maybe don't, I don't want to move in. Um, but <laughs> it sounds like a really cool place to go. Um, it's very sad. It is very sad because it's not. I mean, yes, there was a decision to, you know, set the landfill on fire, which obviously started this whole thing. But there was no, you know, horrible malice behind. It was just unfortunate that it no. happened, and that meant so many yeah. people had to leave their home and it, it could just be it could have been you know like you say a thriving town it had a bright future until that happened it's very sad that it's now abandoned and there's only four people that live there, but which arguably makes it not but what it's it's definitely somewhere it's like nearly that. i think there's part of me that's like i want it now i want to see what's going on down and plus it's one of those places i feel like you get there and those four people are like some weird cult and like you go in but you know <laughs> and that's you know that's always it's how so... I pictured myself going you know just being used in a human sacrifice a for a cult I feel like that's an appropriate end for me so yeah I kind of want to visit maybe not soon but yeah eventually it's it's a proper hills have eyes situation <laughs> or a silent hill situation as the case may be um yeah, no, that or was a really cool case. I very much appreciated it. It's nice to have a bit of a change. We do talk a lot about very scummy humans and, you know, just horrible people. Yeah. So it's nice to just hear the story of a, of a spooky yeah. and creepy place instead. 
hundred percent. Um, and I and I am with you. I would love to visit Centralia. One thing that I didn't mention, I don't think, um, in the outline was uh, essentially the the remaining residents um, have been allowed to stay. But as soon as I think it like the sort of agreement is as soon as those people die, essentially, um, Pennsylvania will then knock down their houses and then like pretty much any trace of Centralia will will be gone. Like that it will you wouldn't even notice that the town once it existed at all. I think the only the only building that doesn't have to be torn down or hasn't been torn down um, is there's a church that that doesn't sit above the mine fire uh it's a little bit further out so that is like the only yeah. remaining that will be the only remaining building that it has anything in relation with with centralia is just this one church which uh oh. i don't know if this is a fun fact but it's a little tidbit that one church still holds sunday services for ex-residents of centralia and the four residents that are still living that's so cool but also you know that as soon as those four people die and they stop holding services that church is going to be haunted to fuck like 100 (laughs) percent. you are getting possessed if you enter it it's it's just not it i would argue that it's probably worth knocking down just to prevent the amount i don't know (laughs) demonic shit that's going to go down there if you don't so (laughs) you know i mean we basically what I think should happen is that we should visit before those four people die because I don't want to go afterwards because I ain't about getting possessed. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I don't know like how old these people are, so that might be very quick. That might be very soon. That might not. Be They're in their nineties. We basically need to go tomorrow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, as soon as we get off this episode, I'm, I'm booking the plane tickets. I book the flight. <laughs> I'll get the, it's the only way get we'll get the Airbnb there. sorted. <laughs> yeah, it might be difficult to find one in Centralia, considering the only thing that's there are these four people's houses <laughs> and a church. But give it a go. You never know. We'll stay in the church. It's fine. No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I don't like churches at the best of times, but that one, Jesus Christ. Get it? Jesus Christ? Yeah. Anyway, no. um, yeah, I, I assume I it's a Christian church. Maybe it's not. Maybe who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yes, that was the the story of the the rise and very unfortunate fall um, of Centralia. Quite a, a fascinating story, um, you know, especially sort of the little facts about it being used as inspiration for Silent Hill and you know other yeah, little tidbits, cool. you know. And like Amy said, it's it's nice to do something a little bit different. Um, you know, we love talking about true crime, but also there are things like this out there that I would say are, you know, equally interesting. Um, so, so yeah. Um, Amy, would you like to see us out this week, my lovely? I'd love to. Um, thank you as always so, so much for listening. Um, we always appreciate the fact you take time out of your lives, um, to listen to us chatting away about shit most of the time um so thank you um if you do wish to support us the freest and easiest way to do it is to leave us a review leave us a like say hello on instagram discord however you want to reach out to us we love hearing from you give us a little five-star review if you want 
I don't want to influence your stars, but if you know you have to pick a number, <laughs> five is my personal favorite. <laughs> that helps us out. If you want to support us financially, please don't forget to visit the merch store and you can click on the buy me a coffee link and shoot us some caffeine because we're always in need. But either way, whatever you do, please join us again next week um, because that's the only reason we do this. So that you Thank you. Um, enjoy the rest of your week and have a great weekend ahead. And until next time, stay spooky. Stay bloody spooky. Hey. We definitely need to go to Centralia and it's a shame because I I would I would 100% do like a no context photo of me like posing in one of sort of the cracks on the road and then sending it to my mum just being like oh no I fell down a sinkhole in Centralia mum it's a disaster yeah see I do think we should go but you know that they haven't got a Starbucks no where would you get your pumpkin spice latte exactly I mean, what's the point